welcome back to episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm Ruckman. With me this week, it's Ricky. Hello. I was waiting, was for, a very deli- I was waiting very, for Chris's uh, Chris's hello. You can edit Chris's hello in right there. Even though he's not here this week? Right, right. Just put his there. You're just so used to it. He says it the same way every time, so. Okay. Yeah, you're right. No one knows the difference. Right. Run that back. I run can that just, back. <laughs> run that back. Okay, okay, okay. With me this week, as always, is my co-host Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Man, I should just like add randomly edit in just things on like another track that'll just be Chris. <laughs> oh man, uh, he's not feeling too well. So yeah, unfortunately, he's got some tummy issues. So uh, we're taking over. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't feel too well yesterday. That's for sure. Uh, but that's yeah. just I was sick, bro. The tunnels, so the tunnels were real. Yeah. Uh, damn, I lost another week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into that. So this week, you know, we took a look at league dumps. Uh, it's been a couple weeks now. Uh, we got a couple more RCQs under our belt. So uh, spoiler season officially launches with the big Hasbro stream on Thursday. Of course, you'll be hearing this on Friday. So uh, I will say I'm, I'll be, depending on what time the magic portion is, I'll probably be streaming it with Rose Emoji. Uh, over for playing Pioneer. But of course, you'll hear this after the fact. So, hey, go look at a VOD or something, I guess. Um, I have some live reactions there. And so, as always, Mark Rosewater posts his little teaser for the set. So Ricky and I are going to kind of no show Ricky our way through this, have a little fun. Because again, you know, Pioneer challenges are great, but they're all just kind of... I had this conversation with a lot of people, actually, and a lot of great conversations about Pioneer people at my RCQ this weekend. And yeah, it feels like as the Pro Tour and Paper Magic kind of returns, it's going to breathe a little bit of new life into Pioneer and kind of, like, we're not seeing the same, like, five decks with, like, two new cards in it. Right. Which is kind of where... I, not to say that, again, I don't dislike this Pioneer metagame. I think it's a very balanced and very active, healthy metagame. I just, like, want to see some new stuff, which is kind of fun to do the leagues last week. So instead of the challenges, like I said, Ricky and I, we're going to talk about our RCQ experience. We're going to talk about those... Teasers will end off with the community grab bag and have just a nice, short, sweet episode. And uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, anything, though, uh, off topic here before we get started? I loved last week's episode or this week's episode because it came out on Monday. It came out on Monday, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. This episode is going to be chill. This is yeah. us amidst our grinder season, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and during prime grinder hours, you know? Uh, jeez, I don't know. It's just like we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna relax. Yeah, we're gonna stop we're gonna, playing we're gonna, bad we're, magic. Next week is the real week. We're gonna be support group for each other here tonight. Mm-hmm. Real, I have an off-topic subject. Okay, so Ricky and I, I've, we definitely discussed before the Silver Streaker, Silver Seeker Saturday Night streams oh, on YouTube. Right, I'm excited about this. You found a, a like one that's not scamming people out of money. Well, it's still less scamming uh, people. Are. Less scammy. So I have just gone down the rabbit hole of I don't know what to call it. It's just like crystal TikTok. So, but anyway, so Ricky oh, and I have like no. a few. No, no, no. So a few years ago, Ricky and I like found a, a YouTube channel where the guy just like opens rolls of half dollars and just like you know maybe you get a cool one, but if you don't get a cool like if you don't get one that's like a certain silver content, you get nothing. Out of your roll of half dollars. Right. And it's great production value. You get the meltdown. You get all sorts of cool stuff. You get, like, grab bags. Like, it's a show. It's something that Ricky and I would just, like, 
play magic and also just have on another screen while like we're in a discord call too. Uh, but at night as I'm just like laying in bed watching like random TikToks, I've stumbled into crystal TikTok, but not like, oh, here's all the crystals and they protect me from the Wi-Fi's. Right. I found the TikToks of where they source those crystals from, where it's just like, usually someone of the Eastern persuasion, not all the time there. I found like an Irish channel doing this, or like at least someone like, who's like definitely like Irish, Scottish, like something in the UK Isles mm-hmm. where they just have this big like machine with like rice or something in it that is kind of like keeps cycling the rice through. There's just like piles of different types of crystals in it. And you can pay to have them scoop out some of those crystals and they'll send them to you. But like, it's just so wholesomely hype of just like, you know, they, they dig in there. And also like the, the disparaging price on some of these is like, I found one, the one I started watching first is like, $55 per scoop. And $55 like 30, a scoop? Yeah. And some of them are like $30 a scoop, right? But they really hype you up because that's, you know, they'll throw freebies in with your scoops and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you know, you got a, you got a Jade Tower. You got a Rose Quartz Tower. You got five towers. Oh my God. You got five. Oh, hold on. We have a sphere part of the open three. It is just like, mostly I started watching it because I know Merrily like thinks it's really annoying. But just like... <laughs> I'm just because I just go along with the fake hype. Like they're like, "Oh my God, Sphere Party! You got three spheres. Oh, you got the super rare pure Obsidian Sphere." I'm like, babe, babe, she got the Obsidian Sphere. Right, wake up. She got the Obsidian Sphere. <laughs> she she got the Mega Jade Tower. They just put that in, and she got it already. Oh my God, uh, this so, is beyond uh, gambling. This like <laughs> it's essentially a casino, but like live publish or live broadcast casino where all these people who are uh, burying gold for the apocalypse go and they pay to have a man like open up a roll of half dollars and go sorry nothing next one you you forgot check the edges check the edges check the edges right yeah and then just beyond that we've we've hit crystal hype right now we're just like man you know more and more arcade machines not that I'm going to ever admit to watching arcade YouTube, right? But more and more yeah, arcade yeah, yeah. machines are just like built like uh, like Japanese like pachinko machines and like how slot uh-huh. machines are going and stuff like that. And it's just like, man, how much dopamine can we get you to pay for? <laughs> like, well, you have to you have to go to one of those services where you can like pay to play claw machines in Japan over the internet. Oh my god, no, I've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> the uh like the 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 big there's like a big uh arcade machine that has like literally when you set it off or you hit the jackpot or whatever like it's a it's a coin pusher but with marbles uh-huh and like it has two pillars on the side of the coin pusher that are just like filled with a spiral of marbles and when you yeah. win it it like goes crazy plays sirens and then all the marbles and the two pillars like spin onto the board and just like, Whoa, it's marble crazy. And it's just like, it's like, man, speaking of like coin pushers, like obviously like, you know, everyone remembers those at Chuck E. Cheese to get extra tokens. But like, do you ever remember just going into a diner and they had the quarter pushes at the diner with just like rolls of twenties and like a, like a Rolex watch in the thing. 
Um, so, like, I've only seen those at, like, really shady gas stations on the way to, like, magic events, right? Yeah. So I've never seen them anywhere but there. So I always uh-huh. associate them with, like, real shady, like, small I mean, town. And it's I've also, like, seen them at the very shady stops, diners. The truck stops that have, like, the slot machines in the back dark-tinted room. Yeah. And it's just, like, cool, right? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The slot machines that don't even hand out money, they they hand out, like, prizes, essentially. Prizes that conveniently the gas station will pay money for. Or, or something like that. Something is happening. Some shadiness. So I'm just sort of like, uh, you know. Yeah. I stay away from those. All right, well, let's talk about the real shadiness of children's card games now. Oh, yeah, children's card games. Do, do we want to start with uh, RCQ or do we want to start with Marvel Teaser? Let's start with the RCQs, and we'll get to the R- the teaser at the end, because that's what the people want anyways. That's what the we people gotta want. we got to make them wait. That's right. they got to hear us complain about how bad we are at Magic. I don't know. I felt pretty good about my weekend, honestly. You did great. I played, yeah, like, thanks. a complete uh, numbskull dumb so baby. So do you, do, you do, you, do you want to start off, or do you want me to start off? I'll start off. Okay. I went to one event in Houston. Which I forgot about, so we could have done dinner, but we didn't. It was uh, a decent event. The store was decent. There were a lot of comics in the store. Comics baffle me. How is that an industry that stays alive? How can anybody follow any of the comics at all? There's too many. Also, to be clear, I didn't figure out the Pioneer event. Uh, actually, I had to sign. I was signed up. We had a family thing happen. So, Fair enough. I was definitely signed. I had, to, I had to call in the morning, and be like, "Hey, I can't make it," and I was sad. I uh, got two losses in my six rounds and did not make it through on the breakers. I lost both times to Azorius Control while playing Mono Red. It's a matchup I kind of like. The Control player also kind of likes it. But as we've established, Azorius Control kind of likes every matchup. Right. Because um, that deck runs on Copium. Right. Uh, in the first uh, loss in Game 3, I mulliganed to 6, and I put a land on the bottom, and it was a 3-land hand, and we never saw a third land again. And that felt kind of bad, but, you know, variance happens. you got to move on. And then in my other match with, like, uh, blue-white control, my opponent had Dream Trawlers, multiple. Oh. I didn't see them in game one or two, but in game three, one, two Dream Trawlers. And that was That's the end of me. Bitcoin? No. It wasn't. But they weren't revealing Kahira, so I guess, like, that should have been my get, like my hint, right? Uh-huh. Because, like, I feel like if you don't reveal... Like, if you don't reveal Yorian, you reveal Kahira. But they didn't reveal Kahira, so I should have known there were creatures somewhere. But I didn't think about it at all. And then here come these Dream Trawlers, and I'm just like, all right, we can handle one Dream Trawler because we have a Soulscar Mage, and we can put some counters on it, and it's not going to be too bad. And then, like, the second Dream Trawler hits, and you're just like, yeah, I think I'm dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a tight-fought battles. Uh, I beat the unbeatable sack matchup, and it was a pretty good event. I didn't do well. My buddies did. One of my friends also X2'd, but uh, his breakers got him into the top eight, and nice. uh, he played mono-white without Kithian because he couldn't find any. Oh, no. And so... You could have called your boy. Your boy has a playset. I know. Well, you weren't at the event. <laughs> well, you I would I would have made the drive for you, Ricky. Oh, uh, it was you know. So 
that was a good event. I felt good about how I played that event. I don't think I really could make many plays better than I could have, right? Like, we just sort of, like, uh-huh. we got a little got. Sometimes, sometimes you get a little got. It happens. Yesterday, the wheels fell off. Your trouble seems so far away. I tilted off the face of the planet Earth. Off of this uh-huh. flat Earth, I just tilted right off. Well, in, number one, I thought you were supposed to be switching decks and playing sack with me. No. Okay. I uh, I went to round two and uh-huh. won the die roll. And we shuffled up. And, like, the hand wasn't that good. It was, like, five lands, two spells. Not good enough. Mulligan it, right? Uh-huh. I mean, we get all seven spells. Uh-oh, well, let's go to five. Not the end of the world. We get all seven lands. Let's go to four. All seven lands. And I'm just like, there's oh, no. no way. And I like, oh, no. everybody's going to go, he's lying. And I really wish I was. I wish I was lying. Uh, no, because I also got the same story, like, the minute after it happened. So can confirm. It was just like, then I went to three card hand. Ricky, Ricky is also like the most laid back, like, you know, I could have played better ish happens kind of like attitude. So I know that the the complaints on this are a hundred percent legit. Here's the thing, though. No, no, no. Because this is this ultimately becomes because if I just had the mulligan to three and lost a game, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be as upset. I'm upset because I played it badly. Uh, uh yeah. Because uh-huh. what I did is I conceded. I just looked at my my seven for the three card hand, picked my three cards, and then just said, "Let's just go to game two. Okay. This is a mistake. So we're on zero information. I should have just kept a three-lander and passed the turn, not play anything. Uh-huh. Um, and let my opponent play cards. They have to play cards, right? If they don't, yeah. they're going to let me draw back up to a seven-hand. Like, like, they're going to have to discard first. So if they don't want to share information, like, they're going to play cards, right? Yeah. And at the, at the very least, like, if they thought these, you can just concede then. Right. And you know what they're on because they have thought these, right? Yeah. And uh, so... That's what I should have done. If I had kept my head cooler, I would have done that. And then I would have known that my opponent was on Jeskai Opus. Did someone miss the uh, the standard event? Anyways, in game two... <laughs> in game two, I learned that my opponent's on Jeskai Opus. Um, and they play Hinata on their turn three off of a treasure. Um, I untap, play my fourth land. I have Soul Scar Mage and Cemetery Gatekeeper on Sorcery. And uh, I'm like, oh man, I can... I don't read Hinata because like that's a card from Arena. That's a card on Arena where my opponent's spells cost less. Uh-huh. Makes their Magnum Opus cost two mana, right? I know what that card does. Yeah. Flies. Um, so I'm like... I'm thinking about attacking and then casting a stomp if they block, shrink it down to a 2-2, and then I win combat and their Hinata dies, right? Sure. And if they don't block, I'll just stomp anyways to get 6 damage in, right? Uh Uh-huh. But I draw the Chandra for the turn, and I'm like, wow, I can Chandra play stomp at their Hinata and, like, make them decide if they want to block or not. So I go, Chandra plus for mana, and then stomp Hanada. Uh-oh. Hanada has more text on it. I didn't oh, read no. it. 
says that I can't target their things unless I pay one more for each target. So I'm left with just a Chandra out on my board at four loyalty, and I can't attack in with my two creatures. Yeah. And anyways, they win that game later at four health. Oh, no. So that's like Tilt City, Population Me. Uh Uh-huh. And like, man... I knew it. Like, I had so much time because that round was over so fast, right? Yeah. I really, I should have driven home and changed clothes. Just cold shower. Just shower, light on fire. Shower, change clothes, drive back. I had the time to do it. I should not have yeah. sat there and stewed in the salt. But that's what I did. And two rounds later, I'm playing against Lotus and after a pretty wild game two, where they're at three life against double Eidolon, um, and I've got a shock in my hand, the play with fire, uh-huh. and they go, end of my turn, besage you one of the Eidolons. Untap, Odawara the other Eidolon. You're kidding me. Cast ultimatum, win the game. Or cast hidden strings, ultimatum, win the game. Bro, the tunnel? So that was game two, though, right? Okay. It's still, like, game three. my best matchup. I look at a hand that is double Eidolon, double Kumano, Swift Spear, light up the stage, and a mountain. And I'm on the play. And I think about keeping the hand. If they have a Boreal Grazer, I get punished, right? Yeah. This is a mulligan. Like, I should definitely mulligan this hand... Like, yes, it has two Eidolons in it, but I've got so many Eidolons, and I just need a hand that can go, like, one, two, three. I just need to be able to curve, right? Like, Grazer is the best card for them on turn one. Like, they're keeping any hand with Grazer, and they might even look for Grazer, right? Uh-huh. I am tilted off my last mulligans, so I keep the hand, play the Swift Spear, they play a Grazer, I draw another uh, light up the stage... Uh, can't, of course, get in. And, like, the game lasts about ten turns. I eventually get enough lands, get them down to three life before they finally just go off. Uh-huh. But, like, I should have mulliganed that hand. I had no business on that hand. That's my second loss. And my tiebreakers don't get me there at X and 2 again. But that's fine. That's not, like... The big thing is, like, I should have just played better in the two games that I lost... I had no business playing as poorly as I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I kind of feel. We we needed to just shake off some early, early tilting. And I think that's important like for people to like kind of realize is that like you can just literally get tilted off the face of the earth and you, you can't let that affect you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of magic and uh, yeah. you just got to, you know, you can't let your losses affect you. You just got to keep playing, you know, no matter if you lose round one, no matter like if you lose to mulligans, if you lose to misplays, you've got to just like forget that game entirely and move on to the next one. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely feeling that like mentality. I mean, obviously my story from my RCQ from Sunday isn't as like bad beats as that, right? Like, and like, I, I'm not trying to be, the thing is like, no, 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 I'm no, no, trying no. to be like, hey, this is not like, Oh, the thing is, I, I think that's very important. Almost any time from any 
event is to always like look at it and be like, you can't just go like, oh, unlucky, you know? Yeah. You know, so my event, I will say like, um, so we'll tie it back in at the end of sort of my, my event rundown. Uh, Cause I do kind of just want to like chronologically go through the event. So I played five rounds. I got the buy round one. So we're oh. already, are already off to a good start there, right? 29 players. That's value right there. That's value right there. Match two, I play against like this pretty interesting like mono black. It's not like I don't think they were playing waste knot, and I didn't see like shrieking affliction, but it was just like acquisitions expert, elder like elder fang disciple, and like biting palmage. Like it was kind of just like. We're just going to make you discard card aggro. Like it was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just eventually get to the point where you, cause I was on, I was on sack. So uh, like I mentioned, I, I do still really like Rakdos mid range. Um, I do think like all of the filters, like be able to play a full place at a fable. And it's like all your cards can like kind of win the game on their own type of situation. Right. Like all of your threats, can feasibly win a game on their own. Um, I like that aspect of mid-range. But having played, um, you know, not I wouldn't say a whole lot, but I've collectively played about, like, somewhere between, like, 15 and 20 rounds of sack between just, like, testing and stuff and just events. I feel very comfortable with the deck now. I definitely like it a lot, and I feel like for anyone who's on the Rakdos train um, and you just your area doesn't have a lot of mono green... Like, and I think we've had this discussion on the show before, too, where Sack, it, it's a deck where the matchups that you're already bad against on Rakdos get worse, but some of your more, like, medium matchups and, like, the grindy matchups just become better for you. So you're kind of degrading your already bad matchups. So you're kind of taking, like, the, you know, like, what, like, the 60-40s to 70-30s and making them, like, 80-20s against you. Uh, versus, but you're gaining percentage points against, I think, the rest of the field, essentially. So I do like Sack, um, and there, there's a point I do want to make about, I think, playing pseudo-unknown decks that are really interesting right now, uh, after I finish talking about my event. So we play against that deck, uh, we win that. Match three, I'm like, there's, there's a, so I'm at table two that round, table one next to me is the one of two, maybe three mono green players in the room. And I'm just like, oh no, this is it. Like, r- run over. But luckily something happens and I, I dodge that pairing. And I go up against mono blue spirits. Um, game one, we have a bit of back and forth. Eventually they're able just to like stick Lord and like three dudes and you just can't block flying. And no matter how many cats you stick in ovens, you can't gain that much life. Um, games two, the game two, um, I'm on the play and I just get to go, you know, turn one oven, turn two, push cat, go turn three or four play, play mayhem devil. And that's kind of just all she wrote from there. Right. Like you start picking off their guys and that's it. The big thing I like in that matchup. Oh, like I think game two, uh, like game two is there's also just like, you know, just aggressively trading off removal as fast as possible in that matchup. Like if you can keep that, one thing I do like about SAC as well is that 
because all of your guy, like all of your stuff, your your deck tops out at three. So it, but most of your cards are one drops. So it's very easy to like advance your board state as long as you're making your land drops while also interacting with the opponent. You don't have to take a turn off like you do with Rakdos midrange, right? Uh, which I think is another great advantage of playing that deck. Uh, and then game three, um, my opponent had a really interesting keep. Uh, we we talked about it a little bit afterwards. I if I remember right, it was a mold of six, and the keep was like. Um, and Sid, Sid was in the Discord. Uh, Sid said hi. Sid eventually uh, goes on to win the event. So big shots, congrats to Sid for taking out with Mono Blue Spirits. Uh, eventually at the end of the event, but his keep is something like Snow Covered Island, Faceless Haven, Ascendant Spirit, Slip Out the Back, and like Curious Obsessions. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps that. Um, he just gets to go Island Ascendant Spirit Pass, and I luckily, you know have one of my two, like, three one-man removal spells and get to answer the Ascended Spirit, and then we just kind of get to go, you know, push the Ascended Spirit, he plays land, go, I then get to just, you know, cat oven, go, and then we just get to land Mayhem Devil around his, uh, any sort of counter he potentially have, and that's that's just it, that's the match. Um, but, I, you know, we talked about the match afterwards, you know, if he has, like, double island there, that hand is pretty good for him because then he can just take a turn off and play a set of spirit and leave up protection. Um, so that's kind of lucky draws on my end there. Um, but there was a good back-and-forth matchup. Um, round four, I have to, I you know, because we've talked about this several times because I think, like, generally in the U.S. at least, around, like, sort of where, at, where events are capping, five and six rounds is kind of, like, what the events are generally hitting, at least right. around us, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so with 29, we're at five rounds, and we've had this math before. So we're kind of like, you know, three, one, and one for sure makes it. Um, you know, like a three and two might sneak in type of deal, like 302 might sneak in, you know, uh, whatever whatever it comes down to. Uh, but at the end of round three, there is two undefeateds, or sorry, three undefeateds, including myself, and a seven-pointer. And I pair against the seven-pointer. So we have to play. So no big deal to me. Plus we're talking about like, um, I know a friend of yours and we, we had talked about this this weekend, uh, REA, we were talking about just like, you know, um, draw round four if you can play out round five. Unfortunately, my opponent couldn't draw. So we played it out. They're on Phoenix. Um, game one was over pretty quickly. Game two uh, went to just a real grind fest. And I felt so bad because I definitely like knew I was eating up like a little more of the clock time than I should have. Uh, but like, man, the, the lines of just like, of that deck do kind of come down to a lot sometimes. So, but he was understanding about it. And I was just like, yeah, man, I get, you have to, you know, like you still have two games to win. I only have one. I'm trying to like go as fast as possible here. Uh, but I was super chill about that. Uh, eventually we get that match. So I'm now four and in the event and we head into round five. Uh, so I'm locked in. I match against Arye who is on a very, very cool, uh, just zombies build, sick build, super fun deck. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, we had, we we're talking about it back and forth. I think you, you and him were talking about it too. And so anyway, so, uh, we play because, you know, he drew into round, he drew round four. So we're playing it out just because we're both making it. And whoever wins essentially claims number one seed. And even if I like, if I win, I, if he wins, you know, he gets number one seed. If I lose, I get like second or third seed. It's kind of like how we did the math breakdown there, right? Um, so 
we played out real heck of a grindy matchup there. I mean, but you're playing sack, you know, that the deck either just kind of steamrolls or you just like grind it out. Right. Right. And then, so we're five Oh in the Swiss, which like that alone, I think just kind of made the weekend of the deck and just, um, putting the work, you know, making the transition. And I definitely, I like the deck a lot. Uh, so I definitely felt great with that five Oh under my belt there in the Swiss, uh, head to top eight. I match up against Rakdos Midrange, which in my opinion, um, is one of the match. One of the reasons I think to play Rakdos sack is you do get, uh, a slight advantage, uh, whether or not, you know, how big that advantage is up to the, up to the player. I think it's definitely more than negligible, of an advantage in that matchup. So uh, I'm not saying it's a cakewalk, but definitely the matchup is a little easier. Unfortunately, uh, game one, I draw four ovens and no cats. And then game two, now here's the real clincher. So we're like halfway through our decks. We're back and forth. I'm at, I am at seven life. Opponent is at like 16. They have a bone crusher giant. My board is Food Token, Mayhem Devil, Oven, with a flipped Fable the Mirror Breaker. And I have uh, two cats in yard. And so, uh, no, 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 sorry. I don't have a Food Token yet. That's the big thing here is I don't have a Food Token yet. So the board is Mayhem Devil, Oven, Fable the Mirror Breaker, no food, two cats in yard versus a Bone Crusher Giant opponent attacks with bone crusher i'm at seven and i'm just like cool let it go through because in my mind the plan is um we make it to my turn we can sack something uh because on my turn i can animate a creature land sack that to the oven and just start the chain going and then we can fable the mirror breaker and mayhem devil to just really power through and just kind of win the game. So the option is to trade Mayhem Devil, like block with Mayhem Devil, trade off the Bone Crusher, or we can block with Kiki, sack for food. Uh, but again, the, the problem being, I just totally blanked and forgot that my opponent had cost the cat a cut to ribbons. So that's on me for forgetting. I 100% admit, like, that is on me for forgetting that. Should have kept track on that. Make sure you keep track on that. Games go long. Just ask your opponent's graveyard. Right. Did you have a way to remove the ribbons? No. But I could have blocked, at least with, like, the fable. Ah, uh, yes. Um, or blocked with the... Essentially, I could have blocked there. Or, after the fact, I realized I had the mana to... I could have sacked in response to the ribbons. So I'm at three. They they do it for five, and I just can't get enough. So what I could have done instead was if I sack Kiki to the and I I still don't think this wins me the game, but right. definitely we're still in the game a turn cycle, right? So if I sack Kiki to oven to make a food to start the cat chain, um, the big thing then is. We go to four, and then we can... I had two men up, so then after we put the cat in the oven to put it back in the yard, um, we can just pop that last food, putting me to two, and I'm left with an oven 
and uh, a devil left. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's the line. Again, long day of playing magic. Um, but, you know, those are my two kind of mistakes of the weekend. You know, it sucks, but like you're saying, you know, you just kind of got to realize your mistakes, note them for next time, and just kind of shake it off, move on. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I'm still, like I said, very happy with the performance there. Uh, this is a good time. I'm enjoying the deck. I might switch up for the next two. We've got two more RCQs. And honestly, I'm kind of enjoying just taking a different deck to every RCQ. Uh, but Sack has been, Sack, in my opinion, was worth the switch over. And which is why I think, you know, just kind of quickly before we wrap up this segment, had to give you some more talk time because I've been talking to them for the last like 20 minutes. Oh, no, you're straight, good. You're good. Is, you know, kind of what have you been feeling like the meta have been? So, We've been at one of the same. We've been at one RCQ the same, and then I played one additional one. You've played like two or three more than that. So, what are what are your feelings on like the general meta mix of the of the events? Right. It seems like there's three mono green players at every event, and nobody wants to play any of them. It's kind of right. Like, yeah. There's like there's one there's at least one, maybe two, very rarely three, but it's definitely like I do. There's I do there's say, like one or two in the room. Man, like. Maybe we should relook at Karn or Storm to ban. Yeah. Uh, maybe the ban is Kiora, because that's another War of the Spark card I don't like. It has seven loyalty for no reason. We're just banning War of the Spark. I'm just saying, like, Karn or Kiora or Storm. I think something does probably need to go for Mono Green soon. Yeah. Um, like, geez. Um, I, I beat it when I played it. Um twice this week this past weekend but uh they were close close games right yeah i'm like i watched a mono green player in the top eight play against our boy nate and the mono green player on the play managed to have a turn three board of two elves a kiora uh three lands a troll a karn and an unlicensed hearse yeah. That was on turn. That was to... turn three on the play. Like it was just like I watched a good friend of mine who plays a lot of mono blue spirits play against mono green. You know his favorite matchup. Yeah, and he lost game two because he swung in for lethal with a faceless haven, and they besieged his faceless haven. Oh no! Uh, and then he lost a game in which they were at three life, and he had two wanderers. Um, and a rattle chains, one of the wanderers having a curious obsession. Uh-huh. He had just uh Aether uh whatever the Aether blue or red Aether, Gust? Aether Gusted a Cavalier. Uh-huh. Which the opponent put back on top. Yeah, we'll cast that again next The turn. opponent's hand was only Storm the Festival. They tapped their mana, played the Cavalier, hit the Nykthos had only two mana left to activate the Nykthos, cast Storm, uh, you know, made nine mana, cast Storm, yeah. uh, found another Nykthos and a Karn, activated the Nykthos again, flashed back Storm, cast another Cavalier, and then got Boat with Karn and cast it. And it was just like... It kind of was like, wow, that felt kind of wild, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you can't, like, 
like even if you pop the two mausoleum wanderers so he spends like the rest of his floating mana mm-hmm. then you can't attack for lethal through the through the uh cavalier you know yeah it was just like cavalier being a five six is just so big yeah and it reaches there was another cavalier in play that game but it was currently a uh responsible businessman yeah <laughs> uh it was just sort of like man i thought this was all yours there was no way you were losing yeah but i think that like the mono green black version that plays fatal pushes might be unstoppable uh-huh i feel like the only time mono like mono green loses if you just like kill their elf and then aggro them out immediately right after like it has to be like thorough sure <sighs> I don't know. That seems really strong. Um, and then everybody else is just playing mid-range or control, apparently. That's all I seem to play against. Yeah, like, I, I feel like my events, like, it's definitely like two-thirds to half the room is Rakdos mid-range, and then it's just like, yeah, there's like two mono-green guys, you know, there's like three or four Zorius control players, and then there's like, you know, the, is it smattering? And there's just like some rogue decks. I, you know, besides um, uh, Obviously, again, shout out again to Sid for winning that event. Super cool opponent. Uh, we had uh, our friend playing uh, his his zombie deck. We had... Um, uh, I do want to shout out to uh, a friend and co-worker uh, who played Mono White Prison on the Saturday event you were at. Nice. Uh, to a 3-3 three and three record. Nice. And then played a brew that he just like... He's like, oh, I'm missing some of the cards for this, so... I'm just going to kind of see what I can put into, like, put together for this deck list. And went two and t- went two, two, one on Sunday with this just like Lotus Field Halo Fountain deck <laughs> that is built around just untapping like Voyaging Satyrs and just other land untappers to then also like untap his Halo Fountain. So he can then just make infinite mana and then with infinite mana can just also now start drawing cards off the fountain and then eventually just cast a March of the Multitudes and win with Halo Fountain. Sure. It is a glorious Rude Goldberg of a deck, Uh, but watching him pop off against Mono Red with it, like with like at two life was the best feeling ever. Like I'm seriously so, contemplating buying the pieces for Ignis. Yeah. For next weekend. I've been playing grinning Ignis on arena. Okay. Who that deck is hot. We're doing it. All right. I'm here for it. So I am, I am here for it. So, you know, definitely come prepare for the Rakdos deck because everyone's playing it. it feels I think like, like yeah, you just need to know your, your mid-range and your uh, mono-green matchup, and then see what else you run into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is, uh, that's kind of it, it feels like. Any any other sort of closing thoughts of the RCQCs? We're about halfway through. I, I've I got see, you two know to what, three if, more of these events to go to, so. I've got, I've got, I've got two, so, you know, uh, hopefully we can just, one I'd more. like to win one. Yeah. I'd like to win one. But uh, if we can just at least finish this playset of Nykthos, I'm happy. We should just... Should we just contact DreamHack to commentate? Is they, have they already picked that yet? 
I don't think so. I actually don't even know if they are commentating. They said they're going to look into it. I'm just saying, like, we want to go to Atlanta anyways. Yeah. Like, we went to DreamHack last time, and it was a ton of fun. We did, yeah. It's a Pioneer, like, Pro Tour Championship happening, right? Yeah. Can we can we offer to run coverage? That'd be great. I will say one thing I didn't want to mention before we kind of move off of this and talking like the metagame. Uh, I feel like if you aren't playing, you know, mono green, Raptus midrange or control, people just kind of don't know, or like Phoenix, like people just kind of don't know what your deck is. Right. And like, I just think there's also some benefit to that. Like if you have the time and experience, like I'm playing, like I was playing Rakdos sack and people just like, see cat oven or they'd see part of the deck and just like not know what was going on. And to me, this is like a known deck, but I guess because it's not like 10% plus of the meta, like right. people just kind of don't know what's going on with it. And so that also just helps a lot. So I'm not saying like go play like a rogue brew, but like if your deck is like, you know, a five, 6% online of the meta, like don't feel bad playing it. There's just a chance that people just won't even know what the heck is going on. Right. I'm excited. I can't wait to play more and redeem myself for my bad performances this weekend. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is since the next season is going to be standard, right? Since everyone wanted to run modern events during the Pioneer season, everyone should want to run Pioneer events during the standard season, right? That's how that works? Right. I think think, think it works out that way. I honestly think that these Pioneer ones have had, had like, really good turnouts. I don't feel like people are going to, like, not run Pioneer in the next wave. I really hope so. I hope we see definitely a better split of that. I also um, hope Dominaria is a good limited format so they can run Dominaria sealed events and not, uh, you know, be upset. Well, I forget who it was in our Discord. Someone said they were playing an event that was Swiss Pioneer, Swiss Constructed, but they, like, is a top eight draft huh. of New Capenna. And number well, one... I don't think you can do that. Number two. <laughs> number one, I don't think that you sounds can do awful. That. <laughs> number one, that's illegal. Two, illegal. Uh, yeah. Two, don't do that. But speaking of Dominaria. Speaking of Dominaria United. All right, Ricky. Do you have the link? I got the link. I'm pulling it up right now. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's get dangerous. Let's get dangerous indeed. Let's get united or something. All right. So, blog talk time. Morrow's Dominar United teaser. We got Ricky here. We got no Ricky here. I've got some ideas of my own. Actually, I haven't read this a whole lot. I just know some of them. Uh, so we're going to go do this together. And we, I, I talked to Chris real quick before he had to take off. So we have some ideas of what he wants. So, number one. And again, uh, the real fun is going to be how many of these are already spoiled or leaked by the time the episode comes out. Right. Uh, all right. So... A, a new, new evergreen, evergreen counter. counter. Um. So like a new evergreen counter. So the evergreen counters like plus and plus and counters, minus and minus one counters, charge counters. Are those evergreen? Maybe not. You might be right. Yeah. I think the other counters are like first strike, double strike. Oh, the ability counters. I think those are evergreen. Um, a new evergreen counter is like a counter we haven't seen before. Man, I don't know. I feel like we're going to see plus one, plus O counters. Okay. I don't think we've seen those ever. I know we've seen minus minus zero, minus one counters exist. Uh Uh-huh. 
plus one plus zero counters I think seem cool because they still like, I feel like there has to be been an old card that did that maybe if not that a plus two plus two counter okay yeah yeah um I don't Just think we're getting design, a new, make it bigger I don't think we're getting a new keyword ability unless like a prowess counter that seems yeah. way too complicated for like because I mean prowess is technically an evergreen ability now right Mm-hmm. But like a well, prowess, it I thought they like decided like nah, maybe not. Prowess counter. I don't think a protection counter would, would be good. We already have a hexproof counter, right? Yes. Protection counter would be too strong. We unless they like make shield evergreen, but they didn't know it was gonna. Be, I don't think like they would have had the, the time. They would have known it would be like this possible, this popular. Um, man, like my, I can't think of any other ability that like would need. A counter? Yeah. Um, so I think... Well, I know what your mind's telling you. What's your body telling you? My body tells me it's a plus one, plus zero counter. Okay, alright, alright, fair enough. Alright, here's, here's I think, the big point of contention. A popular Planeswalker card gets a reprint. So, I think we kind of know already, or maybe through leaks, that the Planeswalkers from the set are... Teferi, Karn, Jaya, and Ajani. Now, I do know there are some people saying it's Liliana is in there, but I'm pretty sure the leak said it was those four, but it could be wrong, right? So um, the big, the big, uh, the three, the, the four in the running, right, are Karn Liberace, Karn Scion of Urza, Teferi Hero of Dominaria, and Liliana of the Veil, who, while not part of the main storyline, is part of, like, a side story at the moment. Okay, so, all right, time to uh, time to look at the numbers, right? Time to look at the numbers. First of all, do you think Lily on the Veil is, oh, like, is a safe reprint for Pioneer? Oh, I think it's really powerful. It's, re- like, I think it's going to be really powerful, but my question is, like, does it change enough of the format to be, like, pushed? So here's... I I think that it will I think that it's probably on par with like Wandering Emperor and Teferi levels of Planeswalker. Uh-huh. So I think that it is gonna be very powerful. It'll warp the meta a little bit. I don't think it'll be the meta can't go even more Rakdos midrange than it already. It could. Is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Plus her minus will let you do damage with your Mayhem Devil, because your opponent will sack a creature. And her minus lets you kill a graveyard trespasser on an empty board. Right. Um, personally, as unexciting as this sounds, I think it's uh, it's going to be Liliana the Last Hope. Liliana the Last Hope. Okay. Um, so I definitely think it has to be a Liliana. Okay. Because one, three fairy is a bad idea. And to fairy hero of Dominaria with Wandering Emperor in standard is the stupidest idea. That's why I want to be Teferi, because I want to play dumb... I just you want to just play want to play... Control. Yeah, Pioneer Control in Standard? Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so, I think it has to be Liliana, because this set rotates Standard. Yes. Which means uh, Presser Onyx is rotating away. I know. Which means that if it's not a Liliana, we will have a Standard with a without a Liliana that is playable. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, like, we did have Chandra unplayable for one set when the new 
when the new Innistrad came out, right? Uh-huh. There was not a Chandra legal and standard. It was like the first time in like literal ever where there was no Chandra legal and standard. It happened only for like a, a month actually because they came out with uh, Crimson Vow Crimson so Vow. fast. So Crimson Vow had Chandra in it and like we technically only missed her for a month, right? I think that sure. the marquee planeswalkers, like um, with the exception of like White because White doesn't have a marquee planeswalker anymore. No, I'll spec back. Oh, I guess she is. Sure. We've killed all the all the white planeswalkers. No, no, no. I'll spec this back. Sure, sure, sure. Anyways. We we have Teo Verada. You have, um, oh, what's the Amon Ket guy that, Basari Ket? Basari Ket. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, your marquee planeswalkers, your Jace, your Chandra, your Nyssa, right? Uh-huh. Like, they're ever-present in the game and have been for a long time. And for a standard to no longer have. So I believe... When was the last Jace printing? Because I'm pretty sure it was in Zendikar. Uh, I think it was. Have we had a Jace since then? Let's scryfall that real no, quick. So we're also going to lose a Jace. But I think... I don't know when we'll see him again. There's like no way we go a year with no Jace in standard. That just doesn't happen. I mean, he could be in one of the sets after... In Brothers, Brothers War? War, right? Although the rumor is Brothers War also might be time travel related because we all have to be the Avengers Endgame now. So like Jace Mirror Mage um, was the last Jace printed. And so yes, this rotation will leave us Jaceless. So I think that if it's not Liliana, it's a Jace because I think there's no way we let so many marquee characters slide off the radar. Okay. So... My, my prediction is that it's going to be Liliana the last hope. Um, this time it's her last hope instead of she being the last hope, right? Okay. Uh, or it's going to maybe on some weird weirdness it's, you know, Liliana of the Veil. But I don't think so, right? Yeah. Chris says Karn Liberated. No. Karn Liberace. Uh, my pick, though, is Karn Scion of Urza. Like, it was pretty popular during its last time in Standard when it was printed in Dominaria. And I think with artifacts being a feature in the next couple sets, it's solid reprint. Like, maybe, but I just don't... I've got a bet on, like, a blue Karn anyways. I just think it's a Liliana. Yeah. I just think, like, there's no way we're going to go into a standard environment without Jace or Liliana or Nyssa. Because okay. Nyssa's All also right. rotating. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, All right, Move, moving on to the next one. A blue card with destroy all creatures. That's just got to be some sort of like polymorph effect, right? I, mean, I saw a meme about this one already. Uh, Wrath, we'll make them into pigs. Wrath of Cod. I saw, yeah, Wrath of Cod. Make them into zero zeros. I don't think this actually will destroy all creatures. That's my that's my big insight here. Uh, it will either replace them. Like blue can't just destroy all creatures. That's what I'm saying. It's like uh, a polymorph effect, or uh, like was it turned to pigs or whatever? Right. It'll be destroy all creatures, then, like, you know, each player gets to get another creature or something, you know? Yeah, make a 3-3 three, three or whatever. Okay. I think that one is pretty obvious. A 5-mana value creature that can be a 10-10. Ten, ten. Uh, Kicker is already coming back. Literally any card can do this. <laughs> any card. Yeah, like, 5-mana, five 5-5 five, five with value... And then it's like, oh, and kicker 20 million, it gets to be a 10-10. Cool. Ooh. Yeah. All right. 
three original Weather Knight crew members are in this set. So I've kind of run the numbers on these a bit. Mm-hmm. Squeak. And uh, so for sure we know we're getting Karn. At right. least I'm assuming we're getting Karn. Squeeze a fan favorite. Well, Squeeze also and... just not dead. Yes. Um, so spoilers for the story if people are <laughs> reading. <laughs> oh, I was going to spoil the original Weather Knight story and just run through who's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that too. Um, so my thing is, spoilers for the story, Urtai is back in like a villain role. So I think it's Urtai. Uh, other possibilities would be like Undead Krovax, or they also just mentioned Multani in the last storyline. Because the elves are just like, yeah, we'll just let Multani save us. Like, we'll let Multani deal with it. So I definitely think, though, it's going to be Kar- we're counting Karn's sweet Urtai. We're not going to count cards. It's going to be like Urtai, Squee, Multani. So we already know that like uh, uh, Gerard and Sisse, like they're not around. Yeah, they got kids. Yeah, they got kids instead. And uh, like... Miri's also dead. Miri's, yeah, Miri's Ultra Omega dead. Krovax died. I thought Urtai died after he became Phyrexian. I did too, but he's back in the story. What the heck? And he and he completed Gerard's kid. So he is just a Phyrexian. Yes. Well, I would technically be another Weatherlight crew member. Tangrath, I'm pretty sure, is dead. Yeah. Uh, though Tangrath would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Tani's still alive. It's got to be Squee. Uh, I hope. You know, I mean, we're going to see Joy... We're going to see the new Weatherlight. I like the new Weatherlight crew better, even though they don't do anything. Yeah. Um, isn't... Uh, there's already a new Krovax... There's a Krovax descendant on the Weatherlight already, right? I think so, yeah. Like Avard or something like that? Yeah. All right. Arvad? Yeah. All right. An ability word that didn't start as an ability word returns... Uh, Chris, Chris wants me to, uh, or actually you go first, you go first. Then I'll give Chris an ability word that didn't start as an ability word returns. So like prowess prowess was not considered an ability word. Well, like, you know, like just the, when it casts spell, it gets plus one, plus one, like was a thing. And then they're like, that's just prowess. Okay. So. Um, an ability word that doesn't start as an ability word. Like mill Mill. or looting. Oh, are we finally just going to get loot? It says return, so I feel like it's just one we haven't seen in a bit. But it might be. Um, maybe loot. Scry? No, we get scry in every set. Yeah. Let's think here. Like, which ones didn't start as ability words is the crazy thing, right? Yeah, that's a lot. This is a hard one. Uh, Chris's so, answer was Reach. Huh. Returns? <laughs> yeah. It's been around. <laughs> um, hey, you haven't no- you don't notice it half the time. That's true. It's true. Reach Reach returns, everybody. Spread the news. Jeez, this uh, one's kind of tough. Like, I do you have, have an idea? I have no idea what that one. You I have no, no idea, idea what that one could be. Man. Um, Sulk. Oh, Skulk? Yeah. Okay, I like Skulk. Oh, and that's also our new evergreen counter, a Skulk counter. Okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, okay. Solved. Mystery solved. Myth busted. Rare cycle of plus one, plus one granting lords. It is time to reprint Lord of the Pearl Pearl Trident. Trident. 
into Pioneer. Druid. Into Pioneer. Master of the Pearl Trident is the only one I care about. I don't think it'll be that great in Pioneer, but I'm excited to see it. Elvish Arch Druid. Elvish Arch Druid I would also be excited for. Uh, yeah. Goblin Warchief. Or not Warchief. Yeah. Chieftain. And then uh, Banalish Marshal reprint. Soldiers? Yeah, maybe Soldiers. A card that grants Poison? I mean, Poison coming back, because we, we've had, uh, like, the the Fang dude, or whatever, Fang the Fang Bear, or whatever the heck his name is. Finn the Fang Bear, stuff like sure. that. So, you know, Poison uh, is, in my opinion, better Infect, just because it makes the game less annoying. I think it's going to be a Black Enchantment. Yeah, just like I aura. think it's going to give you Poison. I don't think we're going to have ways to poison out our opponents. I think we're going to get a Bargain-esque card. Oh, okay. That's going to poison us to death. Take a sip, get poisoned, nerd. Like, you know, like Treacherous Blessing? Sure. Like, I see a three-mana draw three, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, take two poison. Oh, okay. I kind of like that, right? That kind of effect. Yeah. Or, like, some way where we're trading a resource to get poisoned. Like, we're, we're trading in, like, life for cards, but also getting poisoned. I love these kind of cards. I love the black cards that are that have upside where the downside, like the fail state kills you. Yeah. I've always loved these cards. Everybody loves these cards because they're either a loco broco or uh, B the stupidest funny cards ever. More like Oko broco. So that's what I'm hoping there. All right. A new artifact with Lotus in the name. Um, so we've had suspend Lotus. Uh huh. They've joked around. We've had, a th- we've had a third of a lotus. They've joked around with party lotus. Um, we've also had a lotus, but you pay mana for it, and it's a fair card, right? Those are oh, our, gilded lotus. Yeah, those are our lotus retreads so far, right? We've had lotus land. Um, I think lotus, but you have to work for it, is going to happen. Okay. I think it's going to be a card that you can build into a black lotus, which seems weird, right? But, uh... Like, we level it up and it becomes a lotus? Like, I think it's a zero-mana artifact, and you will have to level it up somehow into a black lotus. That's what it is. It's an irrigation counter. What? We've had had irrigation counters. We have to grow our lotus. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, It's an artifact of lotus in its name, which means it's not a land, right? We've had land lotus, right? A couple of them. Um, I think that... Oh, man. Like, oh, man. You know what would be really cool? What? Uh, Corrupted Lotus, right? Oh. Like, um, (laughs) are you ready for the stupidest card ever? Phyrexian Lotus? Are you ready for five Phyrexian mana? One of each color? Compliated Lotus. Compliated Lotus. Uh, One of each color Phyrexian, and it sacks for three mana of any color. Yeah, I'll pay 10 of my life here. Uh, turn one, Graveyard Trespasser, go? I mean, I, I think it seems so crazy, right? <laughs> like, would you play this card? Everybody would, right? Turn one, Liliana the Veil, go? Like, what? what's the best play in Pioneer with it, right? That's what I'm telling you. Uh, Graveyard Trespasser, Fable the Mirror Breaker, go? Turn one, Fable the Mirror Breaker? Well, I think you get a land drop too, right? Yeah, so we play a four drop. Or you could play a three drop and only pay eight life, right? Because your yeah. land taps for one color. Man, 
Just turn one Kalidus, have fun, nerd? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a character players have been requesting get a card for... Hold on, Mara. Mara, you forgot an S here. Uh, gets a card for years... Wait. No, requesting no, a sorry. card for know. years finally gets I, one. I, yeah, never mind. I'm bad at grammar. This is here. easy. Uh, yeah. Oh, who is it? Ragman. Or the Raven oh, Man. Birdman? Raven Man. Raven Man? Mm-hmm. Raven Man. Yeah, but Limb Duel's had a card before. Yeah, but we... Come on. Nobody knows that. I mean, like, it's been revealed, right? But, like, nobody knew that that was... Like, everybody wants to know the Raven Man, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, who else would it be? You say his name five times. Who else would it be? True. Like, is there Ragman any... Ragman already got a card. Are there any other cards that you, like, people are like, oh, man. Like, Hans already has a card, right? Yeah. That's the other one I could think of is, like, Hans, right? Uh-huh. Hana already exists. Um, Rain exists already, right? So, like, that's... Um, we've gotten a Baron, right? A multiple Barons. Yeah. We've gotten... We got Zansha. Uh, we've already... Yargle's already had his own card. Yeah, Yargle might come back, maybe. Uh, the pre-transformed Yargle. Yargle already done had hers. Oh, man. Uh, like, Yagmoth has a card. Yeah. Mishra has a card. Mishra has a card. <laughs> like... All of the Weatherlight crew has a card. Like, who is left to not have is a there card? A, is there a Kark the Thumbless? There is a Kark the Thumbless. Okay. That's from Mirrodin, though. I mean, he's from Commander uh, Legends, true. but... Yeah, uh, yeah, like, Mirrodin. I'm trying to think of any character in Dominaria's story that has not had a card. Yeah. All the legendary dragons, like, all the dragons have had one... Garth, the one-eyed, has had one, right? Yeah. Are there any characters like uh, Gerard of Carthion has already had had a card? Um, Sarah has had a card. Uh huh. I, don't... I think you're. I think it's got to be a new character. I think. You're, I think you're onto it with Raven Man. Like, it's, if it's not the Raven Man, is it like Shiv, like the man Shiv or something? I don't know. Like. <laughs> Uh, Teferi's wife and daughter have already had cards. Uh, has his, why has his wife had a card? I know his daughter has. Uh, his wife is a red card that, like, uh, is the caravan leader, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Is she, is that her? I think so. Um. Okay. Like, uh, Urtai was the student of Baron, so there's no student under Urtai, right? Yeah. Is it Gix? Gix? Yeah. Like, uh... No, we've already got... Gix only... Gix is a vanguard, that's it. Maybe? Like, we've already gotten Zancha the sleeper agent, right? Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything else that it could be. Ra- Raven Man or Gix, those are my two Raven guesses. Man or Gix, okay. Uh, where are we? Rules text. Mm-hmm. As long as Enchanted Creature is legendary. This could be anything. Uh, yeah, that's a cool stipulation, though. Yeah. Uh, you may exile your sorcery card with sorcery with mana value actually less from among them. Um, it's gonna be like a you like look at the top whatever cards, right? You get to look at your opponent's hand. Okay. Well, I think it's gotta be like a um, yeah. It's looking at the top card of your deck, right? Uh, yeah, and then you can right. like either cast it or put it into your hand, right? Exile each non-land permanent with mana value two or less. That's just that's just Ooh. good. 
that's just good mid range right there. That's uh, that's my new wrath and white. Uh oh. Enchantment creatures, you, creatures control you control have. have. Have what, Morrow? Have what? Sulk. <laughs> if X is three or less. Three or less. That's pretty good. It does something less, right? Yeah. Like, it's gonna be like a big, like, X spell or something or other. But it's like, oh, you have to do at least four. And then you get the cool thing. For each opponent like, who doesn't, that player draws, or that player loses two life and you draw a card. Are they... Discarding cards. It's like a... Yeah, it's gotta be like an Invoke Like an Despair Invoke Despair, card, right? exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, Instant Sorcery card with mana value one or two. That is a powerful line of text. I don't That's... care where it goes. Like, search your library for? It's like a Trinket Mage type effect, but for Instant Sorcery. Right. Like, one or two is a powerful number, right? Like, Spellseeker yeah. only gets you a two mana, and, like, that card's kind of, like, busted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like, you get to cast one. I don't yeah. know. That's, that's a cool line of text. Pay any amount of mana is boring. So many cards have that. Every card technically has that. Not a set amount of mana. <laughs> Vehicles you control have crew one. This could have been such a better card. Why does this feel like Kamigawa 2? With enchantment creatures you have and vehicles you control have, right? And artifacts and just... Where X is the number of legendary creatures you control. I've already seen this. Yeah. Uh, Alright, here are some creature types in the set. Uh, yeah, 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 there's some good ones here. I see it! So I see it! I see the best so, creature type! Yeah, yeah. Dryad Warrior. Who cares?! Phyrexian horse. Seeing horse. Yeah. Horse. Oh, horse oh, guy. We got. We got to ask. We got to see what horse guy thinks. Horse guy. Get on, get on the Dallas Magic page. See if he's posted. Oh my god, Phyrexian horse. I want him to draw me a Phyrexian horse before it gets printed. Uh, elf archer in red. Is this just Halar again? My stupid joke is funnier now. Which uh, one? Which stupid joke? In the stupid uh, Talarian video where we're trying to teach people magic. And I, I uh, oh. we're playing mo- uh, Reed Duke's mono red elf list. Okay. Um, I just think it's it's just Halar, right? Halar the fire fire Fletcher? Probably. We care about kicker, uh, right? So yeah, Lurgoyf creature Lurgoyf. Well, it can't be Halar because it's not legendary, but it's like the same. It's like gonna be like that tribe. Uh, give Lurgoyf. me Tarmogoyf, or give Get me Nate. Death. where's Nate at? Where's give Nate at? Me Tarmogoyf. I was joking on our in our Discord. I was like, hey. Uh, Goyf's at like $15 like do you lose anything by going in on it and Chris said $60 I'm like you're right if this does get reprinted it's going to be like a $5 mythic right Um, uh, human core soldier I mean we do have core like that's a kind of known factor already and there are humans human oh it's a human core yeah that's kind of weird is it like Rada's kid Rada's kid no Rada's an elf right there's Core Haven. Yeah. Um, legendary creature, right, legendary elemental. creature elemental demon. Oh, I read the comp. I was I was Frexian elemental because I was like, oh man, but then that, that wouldn't have mattered. I was like, they comply added Omnath, but he's on Zendikar. Elemental demon. Good. I hope it's broken because it's an elemental. Frog beast Yargle two baby. Yargle two is gonna happen. Although Yargle's a frog spirit. Is he? 
he is a frog. Well, now he's going to be a beast. Beast. He already was in my heart. Uh, Legendary creature elf artificer. Who cares? Some sort of nerd. Legendary creature Viashina warlock. That's a that's a good that's a cool line. one. That's a good one. The best one though. Legendary. This is also Chris's favorite. Legendary creature Phyrexian merfolk wizard. Sig the river Phyrexian. Is Sig from no? Lorne, he is from Lorne. <laughs> Empress Galena. Okay, yeah. But now is that Cephalid though? Huh? Isn't she? Is she merfolk or is she Cephalid? I think Empress Galena is the merfolk, right? I don't know. I have to go check. I'm 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 already on it. Okay. Merfolk noble. Yeah. Okay. All right. She gains control of legendary permanents. Ooh. Um, That's relevant. Like, I mean, she's from invasion. Also, I just want to, you know, even though this is kind of the end of this little spoiler bit, right? Did yeah. you hear about the uh, the leak through Amazon? Oh, that there's another master set coming? That there's uh, Dominaria Remastered coming? Uh-huh. And on top of that, like, Gavin Verhey on Twitter has mentioned that on his short list of remaster sets was Invasion Block. Ooh. So people are pretty much chomping at the bit that this is going to be in a uh, an IPA Block remaster. Okay. Which is cool, because we get old bordered cards, which is what I want. That's what? Huh? Invasion, Plan- Prophecy, planner, Apocalypse? No, Plane Shift and Apocalypse. Plane Shift, Apocalypse, okay. Supposedly like, one of the best it. draft formats, but I'm too young to have ever played it, so I'm excited well, for this. We're going to draft it a lot. Hopefully people don't like raid targets for it. Oh, people are going to buy all of it. Yeah. Well, I'm officially hyped. I, right, like I, I feel excited for spoilers again. I yeah, yeah, because it's been eternity since we've had anything other than it's, alchemy it's spoilers. Yeah. Well, I don't count the alchemy spoilers though, so because I don't, yeah, give, for sure. I don't give a crap about alchemy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm hype. It's good. I'm excited. Spoilers start. We'll have some fun time. Um. You know, good luck at whoever also queues for the RCQ because Brothers War is going to be legal that weekend. Yeah, and if we don't queue, um, do you want to go to Salt Lake City? Have you seen that event? Uh, is that the Magic Celebration or whatever? It's the uh, better than the Magic 30th anniversary. Oh, you know what? I So we didn't have a pre-roll bit because I forgot what it was going to be. My pre-roll bit was just going to be like the price to listen to the podcast but not actually get the podcast. Right, right. Um, the thing is... I want to pay $300 to go play Commander, please. The thing is, the Utah has the Magic Summit. Yeah. On Brothers War pre-release weekend. Okay. They have a main event, which is kind of wild, because the stupid Magic uh, Celebration 30 doesn't have a main event. Yeah, you don't even get to play Commander unless you pay, what, like $200? So, uh, the main event is a Brothers War pre-release Swiss, right? It's sealed Swiss okay. pre-release packs. Uh-huh. Uh, the winner gets an unlimited Lotus. Whoa. And they will just play rounds until they have the top eight cut and then play the top eight cut, uh, I think, of of Brothers War like draft or something. That's wild. And then uh, they have also, that same weekend, right, 
a Pioneer, a Modern, and a Brothers War Limited 5K. What weekend is that? The the Brothers War pre-release weekend. That's we cutting it close. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. I'm just saying, like, if we're not going to Atlanta, we should go to that. Yeah, I'd try. The thing is, I have one, like, vacation or sick day left for this year. That's fine. They're on weekends. Just take the Friday off. Yeah, and then just red eye at home. And red eye home. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. You might be able to convince me. Right. You have to convince my wife first. I convince your wife. In order, in order to let me go, you have to beat her in quarters against the wall. I can't beat her in quarters against the wall. We've established this. She's yeah, the best. she's the best at that game. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I think this is a good place to end this week. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining. Oh wait, hold on. I was I was forgot. I was forgot. Patreon mailbag, patreon.com slash crew3mtg to get your mailbag submission in and get some other other fun benefits and things like that we got going around. We got our monthly exclusive podcast. We got swag bags, which uh, the combo July and August should be going out this weekend. So look out for that, along with the apology bonus cards uh, Ooh, that are apologies. really cool and fun. Uh, so yeah, look out for those in the coming week or so. And uh, and then any tier available, though, gets access to the Patreon mailback. And your question sounds something like this. So it comes to the foam that says, what should be unbanned and why is Nexus of Fate? Well, I think Nexus of Fate is a mistake. So that's why is. Uh, Nexus of Fate should not be unbanned. <laughs> what should be unbanned? God, like nothing, I feel like. No, 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 no. Uh, I want to unban Wilderness Wreck. No. I want to unban Kethis. No. Actually, unban it just so Brad can stop complaining about it, please. Hold on one second. Let me pull up my ban list real quick. Hold on, hold on. I'll give you a better answer. Unban Smuggler's Copter because if Blue can have a better card, if Blue gets Lotus Shredder, I want it too. No, no, no. Hold on. Everyone gets a Smuggler's Copter now. Let's see here. Why is Pioneer the bottom? Wait, what? We're a power bottom format, that's why. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, that card could probably come off, honestly. Unban Once Upon a Time. Unban Winota. Unban Winota. Um, These are the two cards that I will fight for. Uh, I also think it would be very, very funny to unban Undercity Informant or Balistred Spy, but not both. Oh, make you work for it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I think that Inverter of Truth is doing time for Thassa's Oracle's crimes. Uh-huh. Please just ban Thassa's Oracle. And then do do you let Inverter off the hook? Yeah, we let our we let him off the hook. Okay. And you can still play Inverter decks with Jace, right? It's just harder. I mean, like at this at this point Inverter doesn't feel as egregious as whatever the heck Mono Green's doing. Sorry, four color Karn is doing now because we're right. playing dra- we're playing Bolas. Um, but yeah, I think that those are the cards that we can look at maybe unbanning. Yeah. Um, but like for sure, Winota because it shouldn't have been banned. And then like once upon a time, honestly, like it's probably too good right now because Mono Green is too good, and it would just help speed up Mono Green. Yeah. So maybe not. Yeah, Winota is my final answer. Final answer. Winota. Bring back Winota. Honestly, I don't want anything off. I think the format's pretty fine right now. What would you like as to add to the list? 
Karn. Yep, that's it. That's the one. I, I was talking because, about like, this, and like everybody's like, I like, I'm fi- I'm fine with like mono green still existing. Like you can still play mono green, right? Just play a fair game. But Karn giving that deck the combo potential, like even if we you let them keep Karn, like you could ban Cauldron, and I think that like brings the deck down a peg. It's just like, yeah, pop off, right? Like play your Storm yeah. the Festival, get all your big beat sticks into play, right? But then, like, the fact that you get to tutor for the exact card that stops me, and, like, on top of that, your Planeswalker just stops a lot of stuff already? Yeah. Like, come on. That's a little much. Come on. Yeah. So, stop, Karn. Well, Foam, thank you for the question. And be sure, Patreon members, to start getting those questions. And we're running low on the mailbag here. And, uh, yeah. So, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Thank you for the support of our Patreons, and thank you for everyone just tuning in week in, week out, and listening to us talk about Magic the Gathering and our favorite format, Pioneer. Ricky, where can the people at home find you on socials? Uh, find and follow me at also Steve on Twitter. And of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast, where I talk about all kinds of Pioneer goodness and whatever else I have going on. Um, you know, we have the, the, the Twitch and the YouTube account, Crew3MTG. Uh, those are going to come back, I promise you. Uh, but honestly, at this point, I think we're in a holding pattern until RCQ season's over, um, at least for our general area. I mean, I know there's one in the beginning of like, the second or third week of September, but I think after August, that's it for me for RCQs. So look for those starting back up again when RCQ season's over, uh, at least around here. Right. Um, and we'll get things going over there. And of course, if you want more great Pioneer content, check out playingpioneer.com. Uh, Ricky writes an awesome monthly column. And of course, I help make it all happen. So be sure to go check that out there. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.